and welcome to Gab and Grow, a podcast designed to give you access and information about people, places, resources, and ideas to help you become a successful student, especially here at Western Connecticut State University. I'm Mary Beth Griffin, the host of Gab and Grow, and today we're joined by two of our favorite guests, Kara Mackler, the prevention educator, and Sydney Treza, our campus advocate, both of the Women's Center of Greater Danbury. So welcome back to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. I was saying as I typed this up, I feel like we should get you like your own honorary seats in here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a little introduction. And you so frequently. <laughs> Thanks for having us again. Yes. We're very happy to. Um, you know, we're here just about the start of April, and here in the U.S., April is Sexual Assault and Awareness and Prevention Month, depending on, you know, which group you're mm-hmm. you're looking at. So um, why do you, just simply, why do you think it's important to have a month that, you know, celebrates is not the right word, but, you know, focuses on mm-hmm. this topic? I think... We have it for a lot of different issues um, to raise awareness about different diseases and, you know, illnesses that are Mm -hmm. impacting youth and adults and um, citizens of America. (laughs) Um, So I think knowing that this is something that impacts so many people um, of all identities, I think it's really important to recognize it Mm -hmm. and have that time. We have been seeing it obviously a lot in the media in the past couple of years with the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's nice to have that time specifically to really start those conversations um, and address some of the things that have been coming up Mm, in the media. And I think also that something we see quite often with survivors is that they feel for a number of different reasons silenced in telling their stories, Mm -hmm. either way before they've ever opened up about it or even when they're trying to first start talking about it um, or any time in between or after whatever. And having a month that's specifically dedicated to focusing on Mm -hmm. things that so many people have experienced and been through it might be even if it's this much more encouraging for others to speak up it's helpful Mm -hmm. i was um you know looking online and reading some things and there are a couple organizations who who kind of sponsor their own version of this and and one is the national sexual violence resource center Mm -hmm. um and this year they chose their theme and it's i ask which is all about consent um, and so they had some really cool things that they're focusing on. One that I really liked was they have an, an every day of April, an Instagram, um, contest that they're doing. Yes. And so every day has got a, a different theme and there's a prompt and people can participate by awesome. responding to those prompts on Instagram. Okay. So, um, and you can win prizes. Every oh, day they have a prize, and then there's, there's a big prize at the end of the month. If you participated every day, you mm-hmm. get get stuck in for that. But wow. they um, each day has something that you would then respond to. Like there's a, a day of action where you wear teal, which is the color associated with this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you take a photo of yourself and throw it up on your Instagram account. Yep. Um, there's a... My Sexual Assault Awareness Month Haiku Day. Oh, <laughs> one of my favorites. I'm a big haiku fan. Fantastic. Um, hashtag I ask before I dot 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 mm-hmm. um, thing. Uh, real talk. What others need to know about consent. And I, you know, I really I liked that whole concept of that because yeah. everyone gets a chance to participate. Yeah. And yeah. whether it's you know words of support or you know information mm-hmm. or advice, you know you have a chance to be able to 
be participatory in that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, and the Women's Center is going to be um, participating in that as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. not every day, I don't mm-hmm. think. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, and we don't have a haiku expert, yeah. uh, unfortunately. But, but it's yeah. It's easy. Haiku yeah. <laughs> <laughs> expert. Yeah, so we're going to be um, in select days, and mm-hmm. particularly if it coincides with a lot of the events that we're mm-hmm. yeah. promoting and having this month. Um, but I think it's a great way. Yeah. I, social media is such an incredible way to mm-hmm. engage anyone mm-hmm. um, right. because even if you don't have a social media account, you can still view other people's social media mm-hmm. posts. Yeah. So it's a great way to educate, like you were saying, but to engage, to start conversations, um, and just let people know what's going on, um, both in the national sense and yeah. even locally like us. We're yeah. utilizing it for our kind of local resource. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, I, I wanted to give everyone their um, website address so that if you're interested in looking at some of the things that they're doing, yeah. mm-hmm. it is www.nsvrc.org backslash S-A-A-M. And what is really cool there is they've got a, a whole bunch of, like, downloadable posters. Yeah, and things. Yeah, so yeah, they're really cool. There's, and they're really you know, great stuff, so if mm-hmm. you feel like you want to support it, you know, print Absolutely. off a poster and throw it up on your, yeah. you know, your door or your wall yeah. or something. It's it's a great option. Yeah, and the graphics are very inclusive this mm-hmm. year, yes. too. I think sometimes when we hear about sexual assault, it's so focused on female victims. Mm-hmm. But the whole campaign of I Ask is about every single yeah. human being yeah. and how we interact with every relationship mm-hmm. that we have and boundaries and respect yeah. and consent in lots of different situations yeah. yeah so it's a very inclusive campaign the colors are beautiful mm-hmm. yes they are yeah. yeah yeah and one of the one of the cool things well a couple of cool things they have some very good graphics just about the concept of consent mm-hmm. and they've got one specifically for digital consent yeah which i oh, thought was really cool. yeah you know really cool and i haven't um, seen that one well yeah you know because there's so much online now people share a lot of things that mm-hmm. you know yeah. we would never maybe have shared 30 years ago sure you certainly couldn't share them as publicly 30 yeah. years ago as it could be now and so that idea of you know and it, it falls into not just sexual right matters mm-hmm. but just you know asking people if you're posting a picture of somebody mm-hmm. you want to make sure they're okay with their picture being yeah. posted or if they're you're tagging them or something. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of things. So I think- I've seen even the in that campaign was something about asking before you follow someone on mm-hmm. Instagram yeah. or oh. Facebook or something like saying, you know, hey, is it okay if I friend you on mm-hmm. this, you know, site platform, whatever? And that alone is yeah. a great way of practicing that mm-hmm. consent. Yeah. Um, but it's something that we don't think about. I've even seen it in personally, like with yeah. situations of like, why is this person requesting yeah. me? I just met them once. You know, it yeah. can be really uncomfortable. I so get practicing people who that I've never, you know, even interacted. Yeah. With. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's very strange. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I wanted to mention before I want to talk about some of the things we're doing, but I did want to mention there's one other um, organization which I found had some really cool things and it's rain mm-hmm. which is the rape abuse and incest national network and rather than a daily thing they're kind of going on a week by week okay. um, tour through the month so <laughs> week one their their topic is speaking out and so it's um, you know just thinking about opportunities that you have for addressing the issue and being able to 
say something about it, doing that over social media, mm-hmm. doing that when you're talking with your friends, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of things. Week two is um, the theme is support survivors and yourself. And so some of that's about your own self-care kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, absolutely. There's that word like again. That. <laughs> um, but also encouraging others and helping support those that you might know who ha- are survivors yeah. of sexual assault. Um, week three is staying educated. And, you know, they're certainly encouraging you to look at the resources that yeah. that they have available mm-hmm. on their site. Um, week four is take action. And again, that's, you know, maybe posting on social media or volunteering. Right, there's so many ways. Donating funds. Yeah, there's a million mm-hmm. ways to mm-hmm. do it. Um, and then April is a weird month because it starts early, so it goes into a fifth week. And, uh, <laughs> and so in week five, their theme is today and every day, which is about um, not just thinking about and doing something about this during April. Right. When yeah. it's at everyone's attention spot but you know continuing that support and doing things mm-hmm. throughout the year and so if any of you are interested in rain's information you can look up some of their things at www.rainn.org backslash and then this last bit is all caps s-a-a-p-m so we've talked about you know some of these things that other places are doing and and focuses they have but i know that We've got events planned here at Western. Can Mm -hmm. you talk about some of those? Sure, yeah. We have a bunch of different stuff going on (laughs) at all different points um, in the month. And uh, this year we're actually really lucky because It's On Us is part of Western now, and it's a club that we have on campus Mm -hmm. that meets every Friday. So they're planning their own events also in addition to the ones that the Women's Center is planning. Mm -hmm. Um, And It's On Us is a club dedicated to raising awareness or for sexual violence to Mm -hmm. prevent sexual violence and stuff on college campuses. Um, So there's a bunch of different events happening. The Women's Center is hosting um, Step Up Against Sexual Assault on the 18th of April in the Student Center on Midtown, where people can come and write messages of support to survivors Mm -hmm. on flags, and then we'll we'll put them and plant them in the ground. Um, And they'll stay up for a while, so it's like a visible display of support Mm -hmm. and things like that. what else do we have going on? We have um, Denim Day, which is towards the mm-hmm. end of the month, um, April 24th, mm-hmm. where everyone is encouraged to wear denim. Um, and there is a story that goes behind that. Um, and it is – do you want to talk about it really yeah. quickly? Yeah. Uh, so in 1992, there was a woman um, in Italy who was raped by her driving instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it went to court – it was ruled consensual by the judge um, or parliament um, that stated because her jeans were so tight and she had to take them off herself that that implied consent. And so oh, it wow. was ruled consensual. It was thrown out. And as a response to that, the parliament um, came kind of in protest um, wearing jeans, wearing denim to say, you know, just because – someone is wearing certain clothing or acting mm-hmm. a certain way or anything mm-hmm. that never is implying consent. Um, and so Denim Day became an international um, day of awareness to talk about what consent really means yeah. um, and raise awareness about sexual assault as well. So it started off in Italy and then kind of spread yeah. out oh, all wow. over. So Yeah, I'd never heard that story. So thanks yeah. for, yeah. for yeah. sharing that one. That's wild. It's definitely yeah. a powerful one, and it is, I think, really empowering to – wear jeans on that day. I think even if mm-hmm. you don't 
know why you woke up that mm-hmm. morning and put them on. I think it, yeah. it's just a funny thing when you realize like how important that day is. Yeah. So I think members of It's On Us will be tabling that day to mm-hmm. kind of draw attention to that and that message. Um, but we're encouraging everybody to wear jeans on April 24th for Denim Day. Um, what else do we have going on? We have the this program. So we had Can I Kiss You um, mm-hmm. last semester. Another group is coming this semester, and it's called The C-Word Consent. And they're going to be putting on a show kind of like one that, was, that happened during the Can I Kiss You program. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just another way of spreading that message and getting people to understand that consent and asking for consent doesn't have to be this really robotic thing or anything. And it is very casual and it at the same time delivers so much respect to that other person that you're engaging in that with. Um, And then the final event that we're doing is the gallery on April 22nd. So the club is bringing together all of this different um, educational pieces and Mm -hmm. also student artwork and getting submissions from people to post about the message of what it means to be a survivor and encouraging people to really understand how to support others. So Mm -hmm. it's something we're asking everybody in the university to do and um, donate their artwork to the event. Um, They can drop it off at the Women's Center if they want to, and then they'll get it back after the event. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That's nice. And that's going to be held. Oh, that'll be in the West Side Ballroom. Oh, okay. Yep, on the 22nd. (laughs) Good catch. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we've talked some about consent today and, and... one of the um, the things that we talked about, Can I Kiss You Too, which is something I had in my notes mm. to, to talk about. Um, I want us to play a little piece that, that I heard a couple years ago um, called, what's it called? Um, tea and, tea and consent. consent. So I want us to listen to that and then maybe talk a little bit about it because mm-hmm. I find that, that people have such trouble kind of coming to terms with what consent means. Yeah. And... This one for me made it really plain and simple. So let's, can we listen to that, Pete, and uh, and move on from there? <laughs> if you're still struggling with consent, just imagine instead of initiating sex, you're making them a cup of tea. You say, hey, would you like a cup of tea? And they go, oh, my God, I would love a cup of tea. Thank you. Then you know they want a cup of tea. If you say, hey, would you like a cup of tea? And they're like, uh, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, then you could make them a cup of tea or not, but be aware they might not drink it. And if they don't drink it, then, and this is the important part, don't make them drink it. Just because you made it doesn't mean you are entitled to watch them drink it. And if they say no thank you, then don't make them tea at all. Just don't make them tea. Don't make them drink tea. Don't get annoyed at them for not wanting tea. They just don't want tea, okay? They might say, yes, please, that's kind of you. And then when the tea arrives, they actually don't want the tea at all. Sure, that's kind of annoying as you've gone to all the effort of making the tea, but they remain under no obligation to drink the tea. They did want tea, now they don't. Some people change their mind in the time that it takes to boil the kettle, brew the tea, and add the milk. And it's okay for people to change their mind. And you are still not entitled to watch them drink it. And if they're unconscious, don't make them tea. Unconscious people don't want tea. And they can't answer the question, do you want tea? Because they're unconscious. Okay, maybe they were conscious when you asked them if they wanted tea. And they said yes. 
but in the time it took you to boil the kettle, brew the tea, and add the milk, they are now unconscious. You should just put the tea down. Make sure the unconscious person is safe. And this is the important part again. Don't make them drink the tea. They said yes then, sure, but unconscious people don't want tea. If someone said yes to tea, started drinking it, and then passed out before they'd finished it, don't keep on pouring it down their throat. Take the tea away. Make sure they're safe, because unconscious people don't want tea. Trust me on this. If someone said yes to tea around your house last Saturday, that doesn't mean they want you to make them tea all the time. They don't want you to come around to their place unexpectedly and make them tea and force them to drink it going, but you wanted tea last week. Or to wake up to find you pouring tea down their throat going, but you wanted tea last night. But if you can understand how completely ludicrous it is to force people to have tea when they don't want tea, and you're able to understand when people don't want tea, then how hard is it to understand it when it comes to sex? Whether it's tea or sex, consent is everything. And on that note... I'm going to go make myself a cup of tea. <laughs> I just, I love that. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, you know, it says everything, everything. that you want it to say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just, I'm wondering, why, why is that such a hard topic and a, a hard concept to grasp? Yeah, I think it's because... When people bring up consent, it's automatically the groans of like, oh, I really have to ask. Mm-hmm. And I always bring up in classes, you know, we we get the message from movies and TV mm-hmm. shows that we see the two people who are looking at each other from across the bar and they lock eyes yeah. and we're yeah. like, oh, it's on, like something's about to happen. Yeah. And then the next scene, they're in bed together, like mm-hmm. ripping off each other's clothes. Yeah. And that's what we see as sexy and that's what we see as attractive. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about consent students' automatic reaction is like, that's so awkward. Um, And so we always try to talk about, and I think the Can I Kiss You event did a really great job of doing that too, that it's actually more comfortable to talk about what's going on and it doesn't have to be an awkward, forced, robotic response and like a checklist. (laughs) And uh, and I think that's what people think of. They think it has to be this like contract that they're signing in reality, it's just checking in with each other. It's making it comfortable. Yeah. It's just knowing you're on the same page. And it can be something as simple as, hey, is this okay? Do you like this? Is this cool? Like, are you all right with that? Or can I do this? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, let's try this. Do you want to try that? Yeah. And just engaging that conversation actually makes it more exciting, more comfortable, mm-hmm. less nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, because it can be, you know, an experience, whatever, whether it's kissing, mm-hmm. any type of sexual activity. It doesn't have to be just sex. Yeah. Um, we're always in our heads. Are you thinking, oh, they just yeah. touched my hand. What does that mean? They're taking off their shirt. Should yeah. I be taking off my shirt? Yeah. And it, we get very nervous in our heads sometimes. So having that conversation actually eases all of that. And then we know for sure that this person really wants whatever's yeah. happening. So I think the, the fear about consent mm-hmm. is that it's an uncomfortable, awkward mood killer. Yeah. When in reality, it's the total opposite. Yeah. And we are starting to see more, I think, TV shows and movies showing consent mm-hmm. in a much more endearing and charming and romantic way yeah Yeah. um and so i think that's a good thing that we're seeing kind of more positive messaging around it but i think that fear roots in that like (coughs) worrying about killing the mood um when in reality what kills the mood more is not knowing if this person really wants it or not yeah and you know my thought is don't you always want to be doing things with somebody who is a willing participant Mm -hmm. exactly who's excited to be there and wants to yeah exactly yeah. yeah 
and and moving at a pace that's comfortable for both of you. Yes. yes. You know, sometimes the emotional impact when you start to get involved with somebody is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so having that time to just really be able to think it through, yeah. you know, yeah. and talk about it versus just being you know, off to the races. Yeah, exactly. Right? It doesn't have to be this huge yeah. elephant in the room. Yeah. You can actually have conversation about it in a way yeah. that's fun and exciting and mm-hmm. not terribly, horribly yeah. awkward. And yeah. it's okay to stop at any point. I think, too, that when we talk about any type of sexual activity with consent, people are automatically thinking it goes from, like, 1 to 100, yeah. where you're kissing and then all of a sudden you're having sex. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. all these other steps in between that we need to check in each mm-hmm. time yeah. as things are escalating, as things are heating up. Right? Just because we took our clothes off doesn't mean that we want to engage in sex. Just mm-hmm. because we're kissing doesn't yeah. mean we want to take our clothes off. Yeah. There's so many kind of pieces to it that we can check in with each other in a comfortable way um, and make that enjoyable for everybody. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I, uh, as we have to get ready to wrap up, sadly, um, mm. when when we talk about sexual assault, we always have this preconception that it's a woman, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know you mentioned it a little earlier, but sexual assault happens regardless of your gender, your identity, your, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, anything about it. So it's not just a women's issue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's sexual assault. One of the things that I saw in prepping for this was just that, in particularly for college male students, mm-hmm. I think there, you have a five times higher likelihood of being sexually assaulted as a college 18 to 24-year-old male mm. than as, wow. you know, a man on the street 18 mm. to 24-year-old male. Mm. Yeah. And so this is... This is something that impacts regardless of who you are, what you are, where you are. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's something I, I hope everyone hears that, mm-hmm. you know, you need to to be aware that it's not just maybe going to happen with one of your girlfriends. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it could happen with one of your guy friends as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think jumping back to what we kind of were saying at the beginning is Sexual Assault Awareness Month allows us to really start to talk about all of these issues mm-hmm. in a way that... Maybe not as scary because we realize, oh, it's this national thing that we're we're trying to do, but it encompasses everyone and it allows every survivor of all gender identities and any status of any kind to say this is something that maybe happened to me or, oh, I can empathize with this movement or whatever it is that you want to call it and because I've, I've been there or I get it yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and especially I think the Me Too movement actually started in – 2007, mm-hmm. and it was more of raising awareness of the sexual assault and sexual violence of women of color mm-hmm. because it was such a hush-hush topic. Right. And often, you know, lots of victims are blamed, unfortunately, for their assault, which we know it's yeah. never the victim's fault, but society and our culture often blames victims, but particularly women of color yeah. um, are blamed just because of historical cultural attitudes and beliefs that are really harmful and stereotypical. And so that, talking about marginalized communities, particularly, and men included, um, 
being a part of that conversation. So it's really evolved over time. I think a lot of people think the Me Too movement started, you know, last year yeah. mm-hmm. when celebrities started talking about it. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it started years ago. Yeah. And having that conversation about this happens to a lot of different mm-hmm. people yeah. and we're not talking about it and we're yeah. silencing people when they come mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. and we want to believe survivors. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely a huge deal in transgender communities yeah. as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a lot of things to be learned this month. Yes. And, and I hope everyone who's listening takes advantage of some of those opportunities. So any words of wisdom for listeners, uh, you know, about the month, resources and yeah. prevention and things? I think, oh, do that. I was just going to say, I think, you know, that we're here and we're here for people who are ready to open up and talk about what's happened to them or how they can help others or for those educational pieces. Um, you know, always checking in with who's around you and, and what's going on in the community. And I think here at Western, we're really lucky to have a pretty open community mm-hmm. that's willing to respond to survivors and speak up for them and with them and, and you know, just taking advantage of that stuff. Um, but what was it that you were going to say? I was just going to say that I think it can feel like a very overwhelming issue that sometimes people are like, but what can I actually do mm-hmm. to help? And we were just talking about this in a bystander intervention program the other day with It's On Us mm-hmm. about how you're not likely to witness an actual sexual assault happening yeah. as a bystander, but you're more likely to witness sexist language, objectification, mm-hmm. homophobia, transphobia, all of these really harmful stereotypes and language that people are using that perpetuate these attitudes that turn into actions. And if we normalize that culture, then we're normalizing the sexual violence. So if you hear rape jokes or Mm -hmm. inappropriate song lyrics, Mm -hmm. you know, or anything that you hear in your daily life and you speak up about that, then you're contributing to a safer community that will hopefully prevent sexual violence. So there's mm-hmm. so many things we can do on a very small scale, mm-hmm. but can impact it in a bigger way. Absolutely. Um, as always, you guys have been amazing guests. So <laughs> I'm so you. grateful to have you here and talking about tough subjects with us. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have any questions, as always, you can reach out to me at griffinm at wcsu.edu, or you can certainly pop into the Women's Absolutely. Center offices here in Whitehall. Um, right around the corner from where we are right now (laughs) at 003A. Um, If you need immediate assistance, the Women's Center also has two 24-hour hotlines. Yes. There's the domestic violence hotline. Which is (laughs) 203-731-5206. And there's a sexual assault hotline, which is? (laughs) 203-731-5204. That's going to wrap things up for this edition of Gab and Grow. If you have other topics that you're interested and curious about, please let us know and we'll try to cover them for you. Thanks, Sydney. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Kara. Thank you. Thanks, listeners, for listening to my Lucille Ball after 60 years of smoking voice. <laughs> Got a little cold and, and yeah, so I'm sounding a little gruff today. Yes. <laughs> um, that's going to be it for today. Thanks for listening and tune in again. Bye-bye now.